Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. You sound a lot better today. Thank you. I like Novocaine Pete better. Me too. It's funnier that way. <laughs> Struggling funny, to talk. Funnier for us, yeah. All right, I'll just shoot up with Novocaine every every yeah, podcast. If you, if you could do that. I'm sure that's healthy. Really, oh. oh, I forgot to share the pictures. We went to get a little bite to eat after the show. Oh, you have to what, share that on Twitter. That was awesome. And looking at Pete tried to. Did you take video or picture? Just picture. Oh, man, the video was probably better. Yeah, but it was rapid picture, so there's an evolution of you trying to fit the straw and able to get that in because he couldn't drink coffee normally. You could easily make it a gif. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, oh, it was, it was good. It was, it was good. <laughs> you had to use a straw for coffee? Yeah, because the numbness started to move from the right all the way to the left. So then it was right in the middle right when we were eating <laughs> breakfast, and I couldn't drink the coffee. It was it so was, funny. The hot coffee was going down my face, just just as we were talking about and uh yeah no it was need uh, to get him a sippy a cup yeah even the eggs i felt like were gonna slip out of my mouth <laughs> kind of felt like i don't know if you've seen um what movie is that with uh tim the tool man the he gets collagen or a facelift the christmas movie santa not, claus not santa claus christmas with the cranks yes 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 he gets okay. like like a facelift or something and he's trying to eat eat like fruit and it's just falling out of his mouth and stuff that's how i felt Anyway, if anybody needed a visual of me <laughs> yeah, it was breakfast. A, <laughs> it was a fantastic display of attempting to eat. Man, it was good breakfast, though. It was delicious. So I had the joy of my, it was my daughter's seventh birthday party, and she wanted more than anything to have a roller skating party. So we went to the old the old skate barn. Oh, skate oh. barn. Spent a no. lot of time there. In our now youth. skate side. It's, it'll always be skate barn in skate my heart. Skate side? Wasn't it tracks or, or track something? Track side. Track side. That's oh, what it okay. is. So it was what thought would, I thought it would be awesome bar, birthday. Like she was super excited. Oh. It was all fun. Oh, fun. One, one thing. This podcast is brought to you by Orange Vanilla Coke. Continue. Oh, did you get money that we rest of us didn't see? No, I, I just think everything's promoted by orange vanilla coke now so <laughs> college basketball cannot stop showing oh. orange vanilla coke commercials wrestlemanias oh. it's they're really, sponsored they're by really orange vanilla this. coke too i might have to go get some on the way home then <laughs> sorry i totally <laughs> forgot i wanted to say that in the beginning All right. and i just had to say it now because i'm looking at your cup that is orange and vanilla colors yeah. <laughs> that's funny okay sorry go ahead no so she she wanted to have a skate party with from some of her friends from school so that was that was great i I love it because they have a nice birthday package that included all the stuff, like the gift bags and all that stuff, and it was great. It wasn't until like the moment we got there and all these kids, did you realize how much of a of a horror show roller skating is for kids? So it's like it's not that busy, but it's busy enough. But the the idea, it's like they're trying to walk again. So they're getting on skates. They're all like limbs are flailing around they can't tie the skates tight enough so half the kids just want to get out there so their skates weren't tight so they're falling all over the place skates are flying off kids kids feet it's like some kids are struggling with the little gates and things like that and then the gates are flying out from underneath them because they're leaning too far over or they're falling forward like one kid was probably four leaned over the gate thing and his hands were still grabbing on and he slammed his hands into the floor so the one thing that was supposed to protect him was a thing that like destroyed his hand. He was crying forever. I had to bro like be severely bruised, whatever else. And then alone, like adults trying to learn how to skate for the first time. Like they have no business being. I'm a firm believer, and my wife and I both did this. Like we didn't put skates on because my yeah. wife breaks ankles just walking, and I'm <laughs> I'm a big guy and I would fall hard. Yeah, your wife breaks ankles just waking up. <laughs> yeah, like she... <laughs> so she as a kid she went roller skating and was fine. Jumping out of the van broke her ankle. Like, that was legit what happened. <laughs> well, yesterday? No, not yesterday. I'm just talking about when she was a oh, kid. Oh, I'm like, I thought that happened. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's happened. My brain stopped. So it was just crazy. A lot of tears were had, a lot of laughs, joys, excitement. At the end of the day, everybody was laughing, having fun. So it was a successful party. But the funniest thing was, so for your birthday, there's like four other birthdays, five other birthdays. There. So they call you up by the DJ booth. There's a 
mural thing and like they have everybody together sing happy birthday and then the whole arena yells happy birthday it's exciting for them and you get to pick your song well this was a big group of people and it wasn't it wasn't our birthday was right after ours they had a bunch of kids probably at least like 15 20 kids there and all the parents and family members well some random uncle that doesn't know how to skate they said they call a family over right so all the families gathered Random uncles running like late to try to like yelling for him. He comes in full bore, doesn't know how to skate. It was like bowling pins. He couldn't, like, he didn't know how to stop. He just came in, like knocked everybody's legs out, all fell on top. And then, the, so like, picture this, just a huge heap of people, like limbs all around. It looked like a freaking cartoon, but he came in so hard. I, I, I'm not explaining this, giving us enough justice, but if you can picture a bunch of like family members all running to take pictures, grandma's out there, whatever, and knocked oh, no. down. Don't tell me grandma took a fall too. <laughs> she was she was towards the top, so it, was, it wasn't that bad. But he gets back up after like they finally peel everybody off. He goes and get back up. First person he grabs onto is some lady and pulls her back down again because he's like flailing with his legs around. Moral of the story is as adults, if you don't know how to skate, don't put skates on, number one. Oh yeah, I know how to skate. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I got this. Yeah, it was exactly that attitude. I, I just picture his, his mentality. It's like, yeah, I haven't skated since I was 10. I'm now 40. Sure, I'll throw the skates on. And he's like, and he's f- like figuring it out like a fawn he, learning how to walk. He thought he could stop like Sidney Crosby <laughs> in the NHL. He could not. He's going to spray some ice on the goalie yeah, there. He was going to, yeah. He was like the one kid from like the Mighty Ducks. Oh, <laughs> who could never stop? Yeah. There you oh, go. it was so hilarious. What did your daughter choose for her song? Artie B. Mm-mm. Despacito. Nailed it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, that's oh awesome. she's all about it. Uh, I've heard her sing that song a couple times before, and I've and even seen video of her singing it when she w- didn't want to sing it live for me. So she does not know the words. It's all right, close enough. So we've had a couple entries into our giveaway for the Giannis Funko Pop. Again, that giveaway is submit your stories, comments, questions, whatever. Not questions. Send your comments and questions to the mailbag. It's been a while. But send your uh, stories to us about your game day ritual or superstitions. Anything, really. Player or not, as a fan. Um, do you sit in the same spot or do you do something special on game day uh, with your family or friends? And uh, Mike, you have a little something? My favorite thing to do to start out a Packers Sunday is to go to the grocery store maybe like an hour or two before game yes. time. And Also it, needs to be done while you're hungry. Yeah. Best decisions are made before you're hungry. It's always packed with people in Packers jerseys. People working at the store wearing Packers stuff. And then they always have, right when you walk in, the table full of just nothing but like game day food specially made for that day. And I always get a kick out of just seeing all the people. The It's like it's like the same person was cloned 30 times. Same people wearing the same jersey, <laughs> carrying the same like case of beer and uh arm full of my favorite is the giant like packer cookie oh the cookie is so good it's like a pizza size like a frozen pizza size cookie yeah, we actually sometimes we just cut it up with a pizza cutter oh yeah it's the best way to do easiest it. easiest way to do it giant chocolate chip cookie with frosting on it and they usually write like go pack go on it and frosting and it's it's so good yeah anybody listening outside of wisconsin it's kind of a ritual it's it's almost like sundays going for ham it's, mm-hmm. it's you got to get to the store quick because if you don't, all the all the taco dips are going to be gone. All yep. the wings are going to be wing. gone. You get the little chicken, the wings. cookies, the subs, like any of those little ham roll ups. Everything will be gone oh. if you don't get there oh, like, like, right it, when they it, open. Because otherwise you're just like, oh, it's just the manufactured cookies yeah. left. Oh. Yeah, uh, nobody wants fresh those. bake that morning. So that's one of my. That's probably my first thing that comes to mind is uh, i love starting football sundays like that it's kind of the little ritual we seem to all do it and then get together and show up with enough food to feed 50 people and there'll be like seven of us watching a game yeah and we eat all of it but every weekend we're like halfway through it's this 
I go, oh my God, why did we get so much food? Yes. And then the next week we do the same thing or yes. double down. There's always regret and talk that next week we're going to be healthier and there never comes. That's like last night watching pretty much ultimate sports in uh, Chris Kuyper's basement yesterday, mm-hmm. last night and got, getting some Oakland Euros brought over and one Euro is probably good enough for like two people. Yeah. Yeah, we, we downed six of them with what four people mm-hmm. somehow oh, nice. they put so much meat on them we were just trying to finish all the meat and i i was struggling i was getting chest pain at the end yeah you're getting I, some protein sweats i was yeah. i was trying to really pull my weight or and then some people, some people started walking down the basement and just going back upstairs because there's this haze of smell yeah it's, it's, meat it's, smell meat just smelled terrible it's coming out our pores it was it was not pleasant well, you, out you could tell it was a good night last night because you guys today were on the the two banana diet for the for breakfast yeah it's a two banana day I I only had your regular again two I banana had, and thirty ounces of coffee. I had two cups of coffee. I only had one banana because I didn't need the second banana. Because instead, I had tropical fruit flavored tums. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I'm like, that's like a second who, banana. Like, who grabs one banana and's like, eh, I'm just gonna go with one. You have to grab two. I don't know. It's a two banana day always for me. So, but yeah, I send in your your rituals, superstitions. Yeah, have fun with it. Tell us the whole background story. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of info. But we've had a couple already, so we'll we'll wait to read some of those kind of because there might be a little uh repetition, I would think, mm-hmm. to some of them. So and we have a couple months, so but yeah, you have until the beginning of June pretty much. Yeah, so May thirty first I think is the counter the countdown. So the website's up. You can like we said, go submit them. Yep. Questionable to return dot com slash giveaway. Again, you we will randomly randomly not pick the best story best ritual we will randomly choose this on a randomizer online and you will uh get a funko pop so you're the Giannis, and we will send it to you with no cost of course so you're the curator of this yeah you said that no none of our immediate family can can win so that's one number one rule for us kids wives number two can people submit more than one and be entered multiple times yeah why not do we want to give them bonus ones if they share the story. Yeah. I think, right. I, I think, think if they, new sh- rules. Yeah. Right. I think rules. those are the okay. rules. Sounds good. Those are the rules. Okay. But I don't course- want to make any assumptions. I just want to clear by. Oh, no, no. I like the, those rules. And because we're in charge here though, uh, you can submit multiple times within reason. There you go. 50 entries of, I oh. wear a hat. I wear a shirt. I, I wear, wear socks. That's, that oh, does yeah, that's not no, no, no. Hey, we're going to see be interesting it. enough. If, if, we will vet these. Yeah, because I have to have. A, I feel if you're going to do that, you have to. Have a, they're all going to be considered one because it's one story mm-hmm. of what you're doing. And one social media, you get one extra social media entry. So if you if you tweet it like 15 times, that doesn't count. So what do you want the hashtag to be? QTR giveaway. Yeah, that works. We can search that easily. So Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram. I believe you can switch search. Uh, search you, hashtags. Yeah, you, can, you can definitely do that. Oh, so, again, questionable return slash giveaway. Submit your story. Um, you can have multiple, but they have to be interesting enough and you can get another entry, the, uh, social media that we send out hashtag QTR giveaway. Sounds good. All right. All right, guys, last night there was something on WWE that I think we have to discuss before we discuss Wisconsin sports. <laughs> so every year before WrestleMania, they have the Hall of Fame inductees, which is pretty great, actually. Uh, it goes on f- for a pretty long time. They kind of ramble a lot. But Honky Tonk, Honky Tonk Man, Beefcake, the Barber, the Barber beef, Beefcake, whatever. Um, actually, Hulk Hogan introduced it him, which, which is kind of interesting because Hulk Hogan has been reinstated into the WWE, I think, last summer. So that was kind of neat to see Hulk come out. Uh, Tori Wilson, um, she helped all of our childhoods, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she did say that in her speech. Um, but uh, Harlem Heat, they were they were inducted. Uh, also, Degeneration X, DX, uh, we were all suspended at one point. And T-shirts, I believe, were banned from school for Degeneration X uh, in our school. So um, they had an awesome speech if you want to go listen to that. Uh, at one time, they all put on their their reading glasses, and 
Triple H came up and he had googly eyes. And Shawn Michaels came up and he had just like a big nose with glasses because Triple H's nose is huge and Shawn Michaels has cross-eyed. It was a different time back then. Shawn Michaels is cross-eyed. So that was pretty funny when they did that. But the big the big news from that night was the the Heart Foundation, which um is Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim Neidhart, uh Jim the Anvil Neidhart. So they were a tag team back in the day. Um, one of my favorite tag teams for sure. Uh, they were pretty amazing. Um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart tragically passed away last August. Um, at the age of sixty-three, he had a head injury following a seizure. Actually, he fell and hit hit his head. That's so, a terrible. Way. Yeah, it wasn't like a heart attack or anything. It's oh, no. just he, act, he hit his head when he had a seizure, so that was pretty sad. So his daughter is Natalia. She's a wrestler. She's really great, great too. Everybody who comes from that heart. Uh, there's like an academy or something um, that they they train under. Anybody who comes from there is they're really good wrestlers. They're they're just like the classic wrestling too. So they were giving their speech and Bret Hart. Just a little background on him. Um, he he's 61 years old. He he's a stroke survivor. He just is a cancer survivor also. So just a little bit behind that. So he had kind of not be helped, but he he has to be kind of walked down and everything. He's not running down the, the right. ramp at all. So he was starting to give his speech, and all of a sudden, a guy with a, I don't know, what, what, what would you call it, that kind of hat? Rastafarian, Rastafarian hat. Rastafarian hat. Comes in, slides into the ring, and tackles him, and takes him down like MMA style. What do you think the fan's intention was there? Was fan? it just This guy is not a fan. You can't. I don't think you can call him a fan. Well, he paid money to get there. No (laughs) fan would ever do that because he he got in two hits. He hit Brett hit him Hitman Hart twice. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, I saw him get hit. There's there's word that he hit Brett Hart twice. What kind of psychedelics was this guy on to think it was a good idea to slide in and tackle him? The reason I said I thought it was a fan is I was just wondering if uh, alcohol played a role because sometimes people get. Right, overserved and decided to run out on a field. I don't know if he thought he was like part of a bit. No, that it would be funny or something. But no, that's, so it's a kind of quite interesting because his his name came out and his Twitter came out and I looked over his Twitter and he was, has some really weird tweets at Vince McMahon and at wrestling and he is a uh, an MMA fighter, not anything popular. But there's like a video of him getting choked out because he sucks as an <laughs> MMA fighter. So I think he's trying, he must be trying to get into WWE somehow. And this is like his way of like proving his worth to Vince McMahon and all that kind of stuff. That's well, my guess to it. I, who knows? I'm just speculating. Um, That's, uh, that, that is my guess. But I mean, who in their right mind would attack Bret Hart, WWE royalty? An, an old guy who's had health problems. Yeah. Not just randomly. But with a but, but with, with a million wrestlers around, yeah, hundreds well, of wrestlers. Well, this, Number one, not just wrestlers, not just wrestlers. <laughs> Travis. Ronda Rousey's husband, Travis Brown, right? Yes, uh, heavyweight UFC yeah. fighter, former. He was heavyweight. in the ring so fast, well, and this, he pummeled him. This guy likes MMA. Yeah, he got the he got the got the good uh, feeling about he, it. He got, got to f- get punched by Travis because Brown started just throwing punches. Oh God, he was. And that's the thing is like everybody who came into the ring. They were attacking him. They weren't yeah, getting him right. out of the ring. They were attacking him because this is just insane. Well, I just like the police and the security just like this nonchalantly walking up. It's like, oh, oh yeah. these guys got it. Well, yeah, I, I hear he like heard a, heard a security guard somehow. He gets how he got through because he must have jumped. And then a security, security guard had to grab him because there's so much security around WWE. Yeah. that um. So, yeah, he, he did injure a security guard and, and that kind of stuff. But... Um, guys, notable guys to get in punches. Okay, Travis Brown nearly <laughs> probably knocked him out almost. And then another guy, um, Davy Davy Smith Jr. I think. Um, that's British Bulldog, British Bulldog's son. British Bulldog uh, passed away, but his son beelined. He he was the, he's the guy in the gold pants. Oh, like gold genie pants. Right, because that's actually his uncle, 
British Bulldog is married to, I believe, his sister. He was wearing his finest genie pants for right, yeah. for a retirement ceremony. A lot of them, some of them dress, some of them still dress up. So it's kind of great. My favorite, you're getting too. Keep yeah. going. But Davy, Bo- but I, Davy Boy Junior was was had to be taken away because he was going to murder the guy. I think because that's I think his all were. Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt. But then as they're taking the guy out, Roman Reigns, like Brock, you see Braun Strowman, all these huge, like what an idiot. I can't believe this guy would even try doing this because I've seen Braun Strowman in person. Nah, I'm. He said I asked him for. Is he, he almost, asked, is he almost six eight? Yeah, he's he's a huge man. I asked him for a picture. He said no. I didn't bother him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but as they're walking out, Dash Wilder, who he is the tag team champions right now, yeah. uh, I believe on Raw. My favorite. He's they're classic wrestlers too. They he was taught under the heart heart uh, gym. And uh, he comes around and just uppercuts this guy so hard. Just grabs his head and uppercuts yeah. him. And you see the guy just go limp. I think he well, knocked the, him out. Well, no, so the guy was already like kind of struggling. Yeah. He barely hold his head up or oh, whatever. Yeah. And you see him kind of walk by like he's part of the entourage, kind of like past the other guys on the back, goes and like grabs a hold of his arm and just comes in, uppercuts <laughs> to his face, direct hit, like kind of pushes his head down like, good night. And then and, and just keep walking. Like, goes, goes, to another, goes to sit down. Like, Stroll in the park. Yep. But yeah, I don't think Idiot. this is fake at, at all. Cause yeah, this isn't the work. There's stuff out there. The Montreal screw job, if you look it up, Vince McMahon has and and Hart have a history. Like they don't there's no love love loss kind of there. Uh so people are saying, Oh, maybe it's no, this is not Travis Brown was beating the crap out of this guy. <laughs> yeah. So he was the first one in there and beating the crap out of him. So yeah, this wasn't fake. And Travis Brown, I mean, he's not a WWE wrestler. He's just married to one. So, yeah. like, he's not in there to be a part of any work no. or anything. And he's a trained killer. Yeah. He's a guy, he's a guy who really yeah, can. He's a heavyweight fighter, too. He's yeah. a huge guy. I think he's like 6'7. Yeah. He's a big man. Like, he, he could do some damage uh, if he really is throwing punches for real. Yeah. So, this guy got two counts of assault in the third degree and disorderly conduct. But. Yeah, if you can, you have a chance to look up all the videos and stuff. It's pretty crazy. You got those charges and then uh, a little uh, street justice. Right, <laughs> yeah. But uh, awesome thing is I watched it. Uh, I didn't watch it live. So I did notice that it had a weird cut in it. So they uh, they already cut it up. I watched it like mm-hmm. a couple hours bef- before it was done or an hour or so before it was done. They had a weird cut and then you saw like his hair was messed up. And I'm like, what is going on? Like he didn't move. Like, why is his hair kind of out? Because he has mm-hmm. a ponytail, whatever. And yeah, so I looked it all up, and it was, it was pretty awesome that he did finish that speech. But who, in their right mind, attacks a man, sixty-one years old, cancer survivor, and his Hall of Fame inductee, Hall of Fame inductee, and to a guy who was loved for the WWE, and his daughter's in there, who just passed away in August. Like, well, who in their, who thinks this is a good idea? Even though alcohol is involved, I'm gonna say who ba- has the balls. To I'm gonna do say based like that? on the hat he was wearing oh uh there was substances involved for that's sure. what i was thinking for it has sure. to be something i guess but yeah well, this guy deserves i mean if, if everything that, he got in that ring but he got what he wanted like you're talking about him today yeah, yeah unfortunately i will not you say went, his name you went to his he doesn't tw- deserve that from me but you went to his twitter you read, you read about I him did. he's not more well known than he was yesterday yeah that's for sure but there you go but i was glad to see it was good to see people rallying around and basically taking care of, taking care of it in house, if yeah. you will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, we don't need no charges <laughs> filed. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, that that waking up like today, he's got to be feeling pretty. <laughs> oh, I want to see that guy's face. That guy has to be jacked up. So the other big exciting thing from last night was two final four games and the one that everyone is still talking about now is UNC Duke, right? Yes. Oh. <laughs> the only ACC team to make it this far. Virginia beats Auburn. Nothing but controversy in the final few. Wouldn't want it any other way. Two calls, the the double dribble I guess and the the foul on the shot. 
Um, which one should we talk about first? Get the get the foul in the six. shot out of the way. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. I think everybody's yeah. in agreement. Uh there's some people still. Yeah, it's, it, it's a it flutter was, on social media that it's not like the fail Mary. No, <laughs> especially when they they freeze framed it. It there is body on body contact as he still has the ball in his hands, right. and it, it's not just that, but it's it's the fact that you have to let them come down. Yeah, yeah on top so, of. On top of contacting him while he was actually shooting, he then landed in a spot where he couldn't. Yeah, you undercut him. It is, let's say, he gives him a little bit of contact, but if he gives him enough room to fall, then it becomes more of a questionable call. But but the fact that he kind of came in like almost a couple what inches into him. Yeah, you can tell. Like, yeah, he followed. Through. He actually like, slowed up and then continued into his body. I don't know why. I, if it was, he should just fell that like fell backward and not. That would have been better so off he, than letting always, him fall into how it. How do you always close? You close with your hands up, just running at him. So I you, know. Uh, gotta, don't get in trouble, jumping. You got to drop down. I know. Uh, Break down. Your, your instinct <laughs> is to when a guy's oh, get the shot, if it. you want to contest it. But when a guy's shooting a desperation three from the corner and you're coming up the sideline, he didn't really have that great of an angle to right, block it. Right. And, and it's risky then to jump into the guy well a lot of times you'll see people in that angle that he took where he came through and he broke down and a lot of times they'll come and they'll try to block it but they'll go through mm-hmm. instead of in front so they'll so as you're coming across you'll go to swipe across them as he's shooting and then end up kind of out of bounds or yeah kind of in the stand Bledsoe does that a lot actually but yeah he that's he, a safer way to do it if right you're oh to block yeah it. but definitely. he was already too late it felt like he was coming in yeah he, well, he came straight at him yeah. almost so yeah i think i think the the, the foul there yeah right call we all agree with that. But then the bigger talking point has probably become should it have been a double dribble the play before when uh, Jerome was bringing the ball up the court. It goes behind his back. It goes off his foot. He goes and gathers it with two hands and then continues his dribble and then is intentionally fouled. So I never saw this live. I only saw like the breakdown super slow-mo on the back reverse angle behind his foot. And from the view that I could see kind of hard to tell because of the way his shoe color is in the floor but look like his foot's up so my call referee andy over here would be that it should be a kicking dead ball andy serator you'd call you'd call the kick on that instead of the double dribble or before the or it'd be before the be before now if his toe is touching because it's hard to tell like then then we can go into the huge debate i guess um Full disclosure is I was cheering very hard for Virginia because I have a couple bags of Skittles riding on it. <laughs> like, um, well, that's the thing is is I was kind of confused because we were watching Bucks Brewers in like eighteen baseball games, <laughs> and then the NCAA game. I never could tell what was going on because you would just scream something and i'm like what just happened like i'm watching what game am i watching that, that was my focus <laughs> uh that one meant the most to me yeah uh which you were intense mike i was intense and also uh i was getting a little annoyed that for whatever reason you and chris seemed to really be hopping on the auburn bandwagon <laughs> i wouldn't it, have been is, i wouldn't have been is it, I just I'm, needed, I'm looking forward to that that dinner it. at sizzler you promised me so i would have been all in the the mike daily we need to make you as triggered as possible you got yeah you're just trying to get me upset because i had uh a decent amount of uh skittles as nothing I beats them. when you don't have money on a game watching somebody with money you're just on a game. you're just trolling me though like you guys were getting <laughs> fired up and, and the worst part is is virginia had a 10 point lead and they they blew it uh they allowed Auburn to go on a fourteen nothing run. What did Auburn have? Like well, I don't know, three or four threes in a row? Yeah. It was uh it was looking like Virginia might end up just running away with the game. Uh with five minutes to go, it was uh fifty seven forty seven. Wow. Virginia was winning. And then cut to uh the nine second mark. Or I guess seventeen seconds after you made the free throw is sixty one fifty seven. It's like a Bucks Auburn. game. So Virginia went uh almost five minutes without scoring. Oh, that sounds like the Badgers. Yeah. I'm sorry, not yeah. the Bucks game. You can tell it's a it's a Bennett team. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh man. But uh I agree with the call in in the end. The the shot call, of course. But 
when you look at it, it's totally, it's, it's a violation of some sort. Like it's not a loose ball at all. It doesn't go that far away from him to make it a loose ball, I guess. And he does and kick it. The fact know. that he went behind nobody, the back. Nobody touched it from the other team. I don't know if the ref thought maybe the defender. Like tipped it. Yeah. Cause the uh, defender. Or if it hit off his body or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Bryce Brown, I believe. He, he was intentionally fouling cause they had a foul to give. It looks like he actually fouled him as uh, Jerome started the behind-the-back move. It's, it's hard to tell from that angle, but I think from a reverse angle, he actually grabbed his jersey. Yeah, because he, he almost, he paused a little bit. Yeah. And he seemed like, well, why didn't you call that? And then he fouled him a little bit after that. But that's also interesting, too. Like, if you do follow him in the backcourt, does the ball go in the backcourt as in inbounding? Because maybe, maybe that's why he was trying to follow him before he got over half court. I, I don't know. I'd have, you'd have to look that up too because that's interesting in that it's it's going to be harder for you with one second left to score or whatever, how much, I forget how much was left, two seconds? Yeah. But with two seconds left to score from, from beyond half court to yeah. inbound than if you're just inside half court. Because Auburn took a two-point lead with seven seconds to go, but they had two fouls to use up so they use both their fouls oh, it was genius just, just and they waited a while too yeah, they didn't use them right away to kill time but in that case i think brown uh didn't get called for the first foul that might have even happened before oh the yeah so yeah. you could go all the way back and say maybe the a foul should have been called basically I mean, you have to rewatch the whole game i guess <laughs> you really want to get this ticky tack yeah uh since i had virginia pick to win and they've now uh survive two heart attack games uh they're the team of destiny and they're the right pick so uh, <laughs> the, the right team won so no controversy you can look at a ton of plays in every game and it all matters where the refs are in in that game too because they you can't see every single angle there's only three of them right so yeah. it's it's very difficult to see everything and by the time the game gets near the end i feel like they call games differently and try to be more lax. Therefore, mm-hmm. the foul call. Everybody's like, "Well, why'd you call that a foul?" Well, it's a foul. I don't can't. Yeah. Call, I don't think anybody can complain that. But um, yeah, I, it's tough. It's uh, tough because it's human error. Yeah, and even though I was cheering for Virginia, I mean, I definitely feel for Auburn and Auburn oh, fans. That's like uh, that is a brutal game to lose. And we've been there before as Badger fans when when we lost to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, and then we we'll be, did beat Kentucky the next year, so so at least we got redemption. We did but, get redemption, but it's uh it's painful as a fan. Oh, that loss to Kentucky, especially there's a freeze frame of whichever one of the Harrisons that was shooting the ball, oh, and Andrew was it I think it's Andrew. As he's releasing the ball, he's about four feet behind the arc. Oh yeah, and Gosser has his hand up to contest, and they're just saying, if you saw this freeze frame and said. This is the game-winning shot. Like, what are the odds it goes in? Just based on distance and defense, it would be like ten uh, percent. <laughs> right? Like, oh, he nailed it, though. Yeah. So. No, yeah, that's that's what makes this game very exciting, and and it's very tough for the Auburn students who started to pour out into the streets. <laughs> they Whoa, there, buddy! They did not see the foul call, so, and so I, they they saw the guy with his hand stretched out and then they didn't see that his hand went to a fist which is a foul call <laughs> yeah and it was just mob mentality as soon as some people started running in the streets they all did and they're celebrating they're chanting sec and waving flags and it takes a few minutes as some people are taking out their phones and saying the game isn't over they had a few too many waters yeah. that day and they just weren't thinking straight yeah we've all been there yeah it's okay yeah, we've all celebrated too early for some things, I guess. Yeah. I'd have to say. Like when oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, don't bring well, up the don't game. Up the championship the, game. The don't. game we should not bring up. Well <laughs> if you like defense, the final game now features Texas Tech, who they handled Michigan State pretty pretty easily in the mm, end. One by they, ten, right? Yeah. It was close most of the game, right? It was. I they, missed the the I think second well. I guess fourth quarter, if you would call it that, that many the final minutes, 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled away late. It was pretty close. Uh, I think Michigan state had been down and got it down to like one or maybe even took the lead after being down double digits, but then Texas tech won on their own run. And, uh, Texas tech has the, according to Ken Palm, it's the, they are the best defense 
that Kempom has seen since 2002. Wow. Which team was that in 2002? Uh, it doesn't, doesn't say. say. Oh. Or it just says, I guess, in the Kempom era. Oh, okay. So maybe, I guess this is all time. All then. time then, yeah. Uh, and Virginia is known for their defense. So first one so to 40 wins. Can we uh, get a halftime un- over under? <laughs> mm, we could look up what it actually is. I'm going to say like this. Probably in the teens, right? For both teams. So maybe thinking 20s. maybe 40-ish. I would say it's it's probably in Under the 40, 40 in 38. The, in the 40s. In the 40s, you think? Yeah. I'm going to say like 38 points. I'm going to put it on the board. Okay. 38 points. All right. I'll take the over. <laughs> I'll take the over on that. <laughs> I don't know. Nerves, nerves happen in that first half usually, so we'll see. And shooting in a football stadium. Oh, I hate that. Go well, yeah. It's not easy. We used to play travel ball, and I think those were not that I was a great shooter or great basketball player. I just jumped all over the court and made sure I made defensive plays. Um, but shooting in those big stadiums is very difficult because of the spacing. Yeah, the depth is the depth. Yeah, yeah. Because we won, we won the championship. The the I guess you would say national championship. Yes, right? we did. Uh, we won that in in one of those stadiums, right in Iowa. Yeah, it was Northern Iowa, I believe. I believe so. But yeah, that was very very trippy. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. I mean, because you got to figure you're used to playing, especially there, because they had a lot of the the gyms around. We played in the big arena, but there was a couple of gyms yeah. around in the schools. I Different think it was high schools or something. But there, you're so you're playing with the wall right at the back and the clear backboard. So like their depth is pretty pretty surrounded, and you're fine. That's what you hear from stories with, like, even when you talk about high school kids when they go to state and things like that, when they go to, for Wisconsin's purposes, they go to the Kohl Center. That's the first time they're probably really ever playing in, a, in, a, in an arena where there's hundreds of feet behind the backboard. Yeah. I heard stories. Uh, I work with a, a coworker of mine. Their, their son goes to, I don't want to screw up the school name, so I won't even say it, but I can walk show west. But anyway, but anyway they, they went to state, and the, the coach, which I thought was good on them, booked a bunch of gyms or like had a bunch of connections with a couple of like Carroll College and some of the actual colleges around the area and they practiced every night oh, nice. in, a, in a college arena to get used to the depth. Yeah, that's a good idea. They won state, so. Just to answer your question, Pete. First half over under, 53 and a half. Wow. <laughs> so 38 is probably really low. So can we, mm-hmm. can we, place, can we place bets with, with Bookie Pete? Yeah, you want to take some action? <laughs> you know I'll, what? Sure. I'll, I gotta, I'll do it just for the podcast sake. I'll put all my, I'll roll over all my bags of Skittles from this win onto uh, over. <laughs> now I have something to watch in the game at least. We'll be betting. Come on. Uh, wait, nope, no. We we can only bet. I just checked with my lawyers. We can only bet orange vanilla Coke. Oh, okay. because so, we're sponsored by orange vanilla Coke now. We should be. I'll, I'll, can I put on a pallet? Of orange vanilla coke on the over. I I love that stuff now. It's like my crack. I, I still haven't coke. tried one. Really? No. I'll I'll bring a case of it. I I can get it for free now. You know what? Uh, orange vanilla loves me because I'm saying orange vanilla coke a bunch of times. So emphasis on the coke. I feel it's your crack. You know what my crack is? Actual crack. <laughs> you know what that sounded? That sounded like a Norm Macdonald <laughs> joke. That's that, that very Norm like. Bucks uh, show up and take care of the Sixers and wrap up home field throughout. Number one seed. Home field. I love that. Home court. Nope. I like home field. I like home field. That's good. Uh, some teams play at a field house. True. <laughs> <laughs> and some people play at a forum. Yeah. Home forum. Home forum. Uh, the home win, forum throughout. Win at Philadelphia. That might be the most satisfying win all season. Well, yeah. You lose blood so early. Why is it that... Only Bledsoe gets ejected. Well, because well, Bledsoe got the first technical from for like shoving him in. Well, that was a technical. Yeah, they got he got teed up for that, well, and then Embiid on. got teed up for throwing it, and then Bledsoe got teed up again for throwing it back. So he got two technicals. But it seemed like also Embiid was doing a little pushing too. That in that situation, you could have just called 
either technical on each or two technicals on each. I, I don't get as a as a former big man in basketball, you get away with a lot more of that being yeah. that size. You're allowed to you have to shove around a little bit more. That's crap. Yeah, because the little guys need to shove the big guys well, around. Well, it's because it's well when, when he starts. No, well, when he no. starts shoving, there's, no, like, it's if, not even fair. If, hey, hey, it's not hey, fair. hey, no, it's not hey. fair. Us little guys need to need to protect ourselves. Well, the problem is when you guys go in, you guys are much more animated when you're trying to get in there against a the big guy. So you you trying to shove a seven foot guy as Bledsoe is what six one, six two, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he has to do a lot more work, and it looks a lot more obvious. Than a seven footer trying to push around, so it's gonna look like the so way a seven footer pushing around a six footer. That's not noticeable. I'm pretty sure that's noticeable. Not really, because he doesn't have to do as much. Just <laughs> goodbye. Shoe, shoe fly. Yeah. <laughs> shoe fly. Don't bother me. This All is right. we talked about Greg Monroe last time. This is where we needed Greg Monroe to just come and protect blood cell. Get Monroe tossed out of the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know the Seventy uh, Sixers were shorthanded with. Uh, no, Greg Monroe. Oh, wait. no, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, shorthanded. I don't know. But even without him, JJ Redick goes ten of fifteen and five of nine for three, and then Mike Scott goes eight of eleven and six of eight for three. So no, Butler didn't really matter that much. Uh, the Sixers were getting shooting like crazy. Those guys played well. It was a pretty great way to clinch home court to beat a team. Like that without Bledsoe, without Brogdon, without Miritich, Giannis, this yeah, going crazy. Yeah, this team just battles. They were, you, and you have to love that about them, especially going into the playoffs. Yeah, they were down most that game actually, and and that whole stretch where George Hill made some huge shots. Yeah, but he did. I think the the main part of that was Giannis wasn't being denied a rebound. He went up and got rebounds with force, and then he would come down the court and make just great passes. And um, he just kind of took over that game and really yeah. proved how much of an MVP he is for sure. Because if you look at how he plays, when he plays like that, and how he plays like that, um, in the playoffs, it's just going to be that. That's going to be him all the time. How about uh, how about no turnovers too? Yeah, all game. That's For- like, isn't that the first time ever a guy's had forty points with no turnovers or something like that? Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Because uh, I think with five blocks too, oh, he had yeah, forty five points, five blocks, no turnovers, five like blocks, that. four on Embiid. Yeah, he oh. he played some fantastic defense. Uh, he's making a late push for Defensive Player of the Year yeah. and MVP as well. This really has to help his resume against Harden. When you, when you take on Embiid and play great defense right. on him, Harden doesn't change a game with his defense like this. That's the thing. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and, um, about that game, and it was in, it's interesting how the Sixers kind of match up. Okay, they have the size to match up with Giannis, right? But Embiid is not quick enough to guard Giannis a whole game. Mm-hmm. He can guard him mm-hmm. in, in spots. But he's not quick enough to guard him a whole game. Okay, so now you're going to put Simmons on him because you can't put Redick on him. You can't put Butler on him. But maybe yeah. Butler a little bit here and there, but you can't. You, no way. So yeah. you put Simmons on him. And he made Simmons look silly in the post. Mm-hmm. Right. Him backing him down and just, he just made him look silly and just backed him down until he, it was like Barkley. Like watching Barkley or Shaq just back a guy down, spin and dunk it. So. What's I don't mind playing the Sixers. Watching that game, I don't mind it because I don't think they have an answer for him. He averaged 40 points this year against the Sixers. They can't stop him. As long as everybody else does their job around him, there's no way. I don't think there's a way the Sixers can beat the Bucks. So if the Sixers do make it, I think it's the finals to face the Sixers, right? It'd be the Eastern Conference finals, So if, yeah. if they do make it, I, I feel pretty confident in that, in that series. I don't feel good about that. It's like a it's a reflash of like two thousand. Yeah, I guess, but it's not. But I like. I mean, I, but this is a different Bucks team. I'm more leading to the controversy inclusion. No, but I, I agree with you as well. Like uh, an Embiid matchup is more with Brook Lopez. Like that's right. the size and, and, and gameplay mentality. Except for Brook can take him out beyond the arc, and Embiid can't do that. Yeah, Embiid has has a little bit more agility than Brook, so he did like make a couple moves on him that Brooke was falling back. But yeah, I'd rather have Embiid shooting three-pointers than a down, in, down, yeah, down low getting rebounds. But it's very much like, I mean, you're seeing to see 
the benefit of having a player that was drafted at what six eight, and then grew to seven feet. Yeah, like he has a game style of like that that a little bit oversized, but that quick forward ball handling skills of, of that nature, and then now one that has grown to be seven foot and also put on the weight a little bit of weight to like be able to body some oh, of these big players, but still has the quickness of a guard, and it's just. Positionless what do you do? basketball at its best. Yeah, it's just it's the kind of thing. These other guys that are Giannis's height, they're all just so much slower than him and less agile. So yeah, it's it's always a tough matchup on defense. And then when you do put someone who might be a little more agile, like Ben Simmons, yeah, Giannis just bullies him. He just uses force to back him down. And yeah, Simmons is ideal to play post defense. Right. So yeah, they, there's not a great answer against Giannis. Is there anyone in the playoffs you worry about covering Giannis? Um, I, I guess Horford, I guess maybe? Horford. Horford's the one who's kind of frustrated him because he seems like he has the size and agility, uh, not as much agility, but he can stick with Giannis and hold his own in the post. Mm-hmm. But if you look at like the Raptors, Gasol's not going to guard him, and uh, Ibaka has given him troubles. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be another guy. Um, Leonard can't guard Giannis. He's made him look silly at points during the season. He, he did some spin moves on him that, you know, the best, you know, guy in the best defensive player probably in the league, the biggest hands in the league yeah. too. Uh, he made, he makes him look silly. So I would guess Ibaka and, um, and what about, I, what about like a Miles Turner with the Pacers? Yeah. Like just, that? Possibly him. Miles uh, Turner's, is, he's kind of almost like Giannis where he can, he can take you outside and inside. So. Yeah, and uh, I thought the Pacers did a pretty good job uh, when they've played Giannis of trying to funnel him towards Miles Turner of kind of setting up their their defense to really clog the paint. And when Giannis does have to go to the basket, they want Turner to be the last line of defense. You kind of dare the Bucks to shoot and hope that they get in those runs of of dry shooting, but it's it's hard to. It's it's it was a, such a deficiency with this team, the the shooting wise and outside shooting, and you look at it now, they may have some runs, but then they go on runs that they come back from from fifteen down and they're leading by eight. <laughs> yeah, like what you blink and what just happened? Right. So so I, I, having that many guys, Giannis hits what one for three at best, but you got to figure the other guys are better and get Miritic back. If they dare you to shoot threes, I mean we may lose a game. Or so because of that, but I I just don't see a seven game series how a team can shut down the Bucks. It just it would have to ha- be an epic collapse. Definitely, yeah. be honest, I think he's shooting forty percent in this in this month. So right from three points, so he's he's getting better and better as the year goes yeah, on. Yeah, he's had a couple his, months of twenty percent, but his overall percentage though is. It looks bad because of that yeah, first couple yeah. months where he's November st- was awful. Where he was shooting like seven like, percent for like the first month, and yeah, that kind of tanked his his percentage. But yeah, he's been much better in the second half of the season. So the Bucks have clinched the number one seed, but their opponent still up in the air. You get uh really now it's a still- tight race. It could be Brooklyn, Orlando, Detroit, Miami. Uh, I guess Charlotte's still alive. Any of those teams could end up as the eight seed because the difference between spot six and spot ten right now is three wins. So when's the last day um, of games? Is that Wednesday? This might I be granted. So. This might be resolved by 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 when people listen. Really, it could but, be. Uh, but recording. but it is really interesting how the West has was has been locked up for like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I think. And yeah, the, the five teams fighting. I guess who do you want to face? I think Brooklyn out of the group scares me the most. They seem to be the most. I mean, there's. I feel like they're similar to the Bucks in the fact that they're having fun. They're kind of a loose team, and yeah, they realize that they have nothing really to lose, so they play like it. A couple of years ago, when we played the Bulls, kind of. Yeah, I think Brooklyn has the highest ceiling because I think they have the best player out of that group. I think D'Angelo Russell give you more trouble than anyone else. I kind of want the Magic just because of that game we went to <laughs> when the Magic blew out the Bucks at yeah, home. Yeah, that's true. Redemption. What, so they can win in four? Yeah, redemption story of uh, just beat beat up on the ma- Magic, beat them by 20 every game now that it's the playoffs. 
Yeah, I, I would love facing the Pistons because I don't think they really deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, Charlotte, I don't want to face. I feel like we always have troubles with them. I don't want to face the Nets as much. Um, I feel like those games are closer than what we want them to be, even though the Bucks nearly swept them in the season series, but they nearly swept, swept everyone. So, uh, Heat, Heat are interesting. They've put a lot of fight against the Bucks too, and I don't want to face Dwayne Wade. I hope he just doesn't make the playoffs. Because oh, you just case, never know. It's in case you the, never there's know. some rallying it's, around and... Not that they would beat the Bucks, but maybe they. Make you never it more, know. I don't want to. I think they make that? it a longer series than it needs to be. Yeah, like, right. That's the thing. Like the one team I think that you would like to face to have it be a short series. I, hundred percent. I I say Detroit. I'm pulling for Detroit to be the seven seed because they swept the Raptors. That's this year. true. Yeah, I forgot about that. It'd be interesting to see. Just, I mean, I would still think the Raptors, no, that's Man, playoff time. But deep, the Raptors? Deep, I don't know. Deep down, Mike is a is, is still a lover of Thon Maker and still wants to see him make the playoffs. God, huh? he's been terrible. Thon Maker, heartbreaker. <laughs> so the Cubs are in town. Pesky, pesky Cubs. Those sons of... <laughs> I did uh, it for you, Mike. Thanks. Game one was uh, pretty impressive, but game two wasn't as well, as we thought it would be. I did get some breaking news. Yeah, he's getting he's Pete's getting so animated over there. He's punching yeah. his mic. Well, I had to get this because I just got an alert on my phone that they signed Bledsoe to a ten day contract because of his fastball is clocked at ninety miles an hour when they he threw his the basketball at Embiid. <laughs> Well, he's gonna, I you're going with that. He's going to be their new seventh inning guy instead of Taylor Williams or Alex Wilson. Uh, they, they have been terrible. Yeah, the well, Alex Wilson was, was good in that, that one series but uh, before, but yeah, he, he, he gave up the, what, the seven, seven run inning. Uh, he got one out. One out. Taylor Williams, yeah, he's he looks like he's on his way out. I think we've seen enough Taylor Williams. Even and, going back to last year, he was a so-so reliever, his ERA in the fours his whip was too high uh before we get into the positives uh kind of concerned about burns a little bit burns yeah did not look good six six runs i believe three home runs yeah seven seven runs seven runs yeah three home runs that's a concern how many strikeouts six yeah i mean that was that was the problem even before we talked like i think i had a concern of it last time when he had a tendency to leave balls up you're gonna do that and some power hitters, you're gonna you can see a lot of a lot of balls leave the park. The the bullpen as a whole though is is really concerning. Uh there's not a lot of guys I have confidence in other than Hader. Yeah, Albers had a rough game too against in that game one versus the Cubs, I believe. He gave up a couple runs. He looked yep. okay in some spots. For the uh, for a game where the Brewers scored thirteen runs, that was still such a nerve wracking game. They twice had eight run leads. That was crazy. Only to watch them shrink the three runs. The Junior Guerra pitch. Yep, he's been pitching good actually. Junior Guerra has been one of the more reliable for sure. Actually, you could say Chase Anderson's been reliable. He did give up a home run. He gave up a couple hard hits, but he even Claudio seems all right. But I, again, I I can't say I didn't watch the game yesterday, so. You know, Cla- we could throw harder than Claudio, though. Yeah, but... It, it, he had a 71-mile-an-hour like changeup, which was yeah, amazing think, to me. Yeah. I think a lot of us could could pitch faster than Greg Maddox. Mm. Yeah. Greg, Greg Maddox made a career out of an 87-mile-an-hour fastball. Greg Maddox could paint the corners like nobody else, though. Pete, you should, uh, you should just wait and make sure your shoulder doesn't fall off before you start calling out anyone you think you can throw harder than. <laughs> so... Yeah, Pete could rip it off one uh, time. He have, I, think he had, hey. I think he's got one good throw left in that shoulder. One. Yeah. Once the tendon is ripped, it doesn't heal by itself. So no worries. I'll just chuck it as hard as I can and tear my bicep tendon. Oh, yeah. do that. Yeah, why, your, why just stop at the shoulder? Why just keep going down the arm? Right. Yeah. That's your neck surgery. And then I'll get Tommy John, and then I'll get wrist surgery. I'll have carpal tunnel. I'm just moving down the arm. Oh. Sounds horrible. Yeah. I, MRI on Tuesday, so. I'm pretty concerned. Godspeed. Anyway, back to the Brewers and Cubs. These games are pretty annoying because they are the Cubs, and every game, every series against the Cubs is crazy. It goes down to the wire. It's nearly four hours long. There are so many pitching changes, home runs galore. 
But looking at the positives with this this series so far, the balls are getting hit out of the park like crazy. But one thing I really love to see is Ryan Braun hitting the ball. Yeah, Braun's really been, good. Braun's been off to a good start. Three Ar- home runs already. Arcia is another one who's kind of finally getting back on yeah, the, he, off the Schneid. He's yeah, he's heating up after that slow start. It's just that the the bullpen is a concern now, and I'm hoping that Jeffress back and then Jimmy Nelson back fixes that because obviously Jimmy Nelson's gonna bump someone to the bullpen. For and, sure. And I, right now it seems like Burns is that guy. Yeah. He's the front runner, but we'll see how things shake out because I wouldn't mind if it's Burns or Woodruff, really. I think either of those guys might be better suited to face like uh, just uh, one inning worth of hitters that when they go through the order multiple times, that's where they start running into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, they got one more game against the Cubs. It'll be over by the time everybody listens. So hopefully we yeah. beat them and Davies pitch as well. And yeah, yeah, I think you'd be you'd be happy any of the with divisional rivals like that if you come out away with two, yeah. two, three, win the series, and move on. I would say I'll I'll be happy with pretty much any series win. You you can't in the long season of baseball you can't be too upset with that. So that should be the goal is just keep winning as many series as you can. Yeah, you'd like to take this game because the next six are away from home, West Coast trip, Angels, and Dodgers. So it'll be a, a fun West Coast trip of late game watching. That oh, uh, I love that. Yeah, I, I used to love it, but I don't know. I might fall asleep. I love it so for good. my late night schedule. There you go. Nighttime is the right time and <laughs> helps when there's baseball on. You ever looked up like all the Scani things? It's amazing. The big one, the big one is so do you want to go eat at McDonald's or no? <laughs> or no? I don't, I don't think I, I don't. No, yeah, you're going to say it all I the don't time. Think I say that. No, you do. Do us? Trust do, me. Do I say it all the time or no? <laughs> so the Brewers are going to the playoffs or no? I've heard the one of telling distance and time always is a Wisconsin thing. Everything's like, oh, how far away is it? About an hour. (laughs) (laughs) How far away is Chris's cabin? Uh, About three and a half hours. Yeah. How far away? Uh, It's about a three-hour drive. (laughs) It's about a three-hour. I'm going to finish this episode. I'm going to do a whole episode with Ascani. Like, youper up. Maybe we should do the, 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 is it going to be a bigger joke that nobody notices the difference? Right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, the Bucks lose <laughs> to the Nets. You're kind of disappointed, but I kind of expected it. You know, Giannis was out. So what do you guys think about this? <laughs> well, you know, the Bucks they put up 128. But when your opponent puts up 133, <laughs> not a lot you can do about it. But hey. Uh, you guys watch uh, the whole game, <laughs> or no? <laughs> kind of watched the whole game, but I, you know, I was going to the bar there, hey, and <laughs> I it was about thirty o'clock, uh-huh. and no, Giannis, I had to go out of the house. Uh, we were getting low on Sheboygan hard rolls. <laughs> I ran to the store and I missed uh, the third quarter there. Did you I get the Kringle? Got the Kringle. Oh. Got oh, the yeah. Kringle. Karen loved the Kringle. Oh, Karen. Yeah. Karen Karen invited Carol over the other day, uh, too. Carol's always over. Yeah. She's there every day. Yeah. Every day, those two. Every day, eh? They're two peas in the pod. <laughs> yeah. Carol, at least bring some coffee or something right. next time you, gotta, you come. When you, well, get the coffee from Keel. You got to get the coffee get the from Keel. Get the good stuff. Yeah. Get the good stuff. Yeah. 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 I, good old Sheboygan. I told her, I'm... I'm no I fancy even man. Get even talk. Well, who's that guy over there? He's I, from from down south. I'm I think. no fancy man. You bring uh, some Folgers, and I'm just a uh, pig, and you know what? Well, hey there, hey there, Mike, Mike and Andy. Don't forget to go to the supper club down the street. Go get you a orange vanilla coke. Very good. Very you'd, delicious. Do they have them there? Yeah, they have them there. I don't know what accent that yeah. was, but you go. You go to supper club, you get the prime rib, you get a baked potato. Get a baked potato, yep. A side of coleslaw. A side of coleslaw. You get the slaw. Get the slaw. And it's it's real it's real good value. Real good. You gotta get gotta order a Pabst. You gotta you get order a, a Pabst. You get a good 
Milwaukee beer of Paps. Old Milwaukee. Wow. So are we still doing the podcast here? Or are we just talking? I think this is all gone. <laughs> that was so fantastic. Okay. Well, and, and Bede there, he got in little Bledsoe's head. And... Yeah, pardon my language, but oh, uh, that, that Embiid is one real jerk. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly and Pete at P. Cozy with a K, Junior Jr. Please consider leaving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know.